One Hope Church. So uh, we're going to continue our study through the book of Acts. We're in Acts chapter 15. Okay, vamos a seguir leyendo en Hechos capítulo 15. Beginning in verse 36. Vamos a empezar en el versículo 36. And I'll have to remember that I am being translated and I need to make shorter statements. Voy a estar pensando que tengo que traducir, entonces lo voy a hacer un poco más breve. So let's go to the Lord in prayer. Entonces vamos a orar. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day you've given to us. We acknowledge that this is the day you have made. We pray that on this day you would speak to our hearts. That you would give us better understanding of who you are and of your ways. We thank you that you love us and sent Jesus to die on the cross for us to pay our, for our sins. We are thankful that the grave could not hold him. And we thank you for your great salvation. In your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. So as we look at Acts chapter 15, uh, I first need to remind you of something that happened in Acts chapter 13. Now, if you're just reading the book of Acts straight through, uh, you may not need that reminder. <laughs> but because we go from one Sunday to the next Sunday, uh, we can forget about important points in the story. And we can forget about the context. And end up missing out on a piece. And so, I want to remind you of what happened back at the beginning of Acts chapter 13. Where the church at Antioch, Antioch sends out Barnabas and Paul la mandó a dos y Paul, uh, to, to a mission to reach some different cities. A ir a otras ciudades. Um, the church at Antioch was a multicultural church. La iglesia en Antioch era multicultural. Um, and it was prepared to reach a multicultural world. Y la iglesia estaba preparando para ir y, y servir con uh, personas de diferentes culturas. It was prepared to meet both Jew and Gentile. Era para, con, para hablar con personas que eran judeos y también gentiles. And all the different cultures represented in that. Y todas las culturas en eso. Uh, from North Africa Desde Norte Africa into southern what is now southern Europe over to what is now Turkey and Greece uh, Grecia, uh, yeah, and into the Middle East y al, al oeste. and so the uh, church was prepared to reach a wide variety of people. We see that they fasted and they prayed. 
And the Lord said to separate Barnabas and Paul for the mission work. And they also took with them John Mark. Now that may have been a mistake. Because the Lord did not say to take John Mark. That was a decision that Paul and Barnabas made. John Mark was probably not ready John Mark, a lo mejor no listo. Uh, for the intensity of this trip. Por lo que iba a ser este viaje. It wasn't just going to be for a week or two, no era una o dos but it was going to be for months. Pero iba a ser meses. It was going to be very difficult. Iba a ser muy They would face many conflicts. Iban a ver, iban a con um, and John Mark probably did not have the maturity for this. So they sailed from um, Antioch over to the island of Cyprus. They preached on, at a major city on one side of the island. <coughs> they worked their way across the island. They preached to the major city on the other side of the island. And then from there they sailed northwest to the port city of Perga. Which is in the province of Pamphylia. But immediately John Mark gets on another boat. And sails back past where he came from, from Cyprus. And back to Jerusalem. Um, so he had to go north and then went right back south. Now that's how a lot of us feel sometimes when we go north. We want to come back south, right? I'm, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. But, uh, but now, exactly why did John Mark do this? Isn't told to us. But he probably was homesick and had immaturity. Okay. So we find in Acts chapter 15, verse 36. Paul and Barnabas are uh, back in, and, and they are thinking to go and visit the churches they had been to. Pablo y Barnabé están pensando, pensando regresar a las iglesias donde estaban. And so let's read chapter 15 verses 36 through 41. Entonces vamos a leer los versículos 36 a 41. Then after some days, Paul said to Barnabas, Let us now go back and visit our brethren in every city where we have preached the word of the Lord and see how they are doing. Now Barnabas was determined to take with them John called Mark, but Paul insisted that they should not take with them the one who had departed from them in Pamphylia and had not gone with them to the work. Then the contention became so sharp that they parted from one another, and so Barnabas took Mark and sailed to Cyprus. But Paul chose Silas and departed, being commended by the brethren to the grace of God, and he went through Syria and Cilicia, strengthening the churches. Sure, read that. Okay, vamos a leer la palabra. Después de un tiempo, Pablo le dijo a Benerbe, volvamos a visitar cada una de las ciudades donde ya antes predicamos la palabra del Señor para ver cómo andan los nuevos creyentes. 
Barnabé estuvo de acuerdo y quería llevar con ellos a Juan Marcos, pero Pablo se opuso terminantemente ya que Juan Marcos lo había abandonado en Panfilia y no había continuado con ellos en el trabajo. Su desacuerdo fue tan intenso que se separaron. Barnabé tomó a Juan Marcos consigo y navegó hacia Chipre. Pablo escogió a Silas al salir, los creyentes lo encomendaron al, al ciudadano misericordioso del Señor. Luego viajó por toda Siria y Cilicia, fortaleciendo las iglesias. Amen. And so we see that this is an unfortunate scene. Entonces vemos que esto es algo desafortunado. We don't like to read this in our Bibles. No nos gusta leer esto en la Biblia. Because we have conflict. Porque hay un conflicto. And this is even conflict with two men who love the Lord. Y esto es un conflicto entre dos personas que aman al Señor. We need to understand some of the factors at play. Tenemos que entender algunas cosas que están contribuyendo. The first is that Barnabas and John Mark are cousins. Lo primero es que Barnabé y Juan Marcos son primos. And so we can see that Barnabas has a certain allegiance to his family member. Entonces podemos entender, podemos ver que Barnabé tiene allegiance a su primo. We also see the difference in personalities between Barnabas and Paul. También hay una, vemos una diferencia en personalidad entre Barnabé y Paul. Paul is more of a, an all-or-nothing kind of guy. Paul is más todo o nada. You're either all in or you're all out. Todo adentro o nada adentro. And then Barnabas is an encourager. Y es alguien que anima. So he is called the son of encouragement. So you can see, even just based on personality, Entonces, uno puede ver con solo personalidad. Barnabas is going to be the one to encourage John Mark. To try again. You know, you can do it. But Paul doesn't want to take the risk. Because he is focused you know, on the mission to reach the people. We, we need to understand also that this is a disagreement about a practical matter. It is not a disagreement about theology. It's not a disagreement about who God is. It's not a disagreement about how someone is saved. This is just a, a practical human issue. And so, um, it's a sad scene that we have here. We can be quite confident that both Paul and Barnabas were, were both hurt in their, in their hearts. Podemos ver y estar seguros que Pablo y Barnabé estaban heridos en sus corazones. Because conflict, especially when two are very close, um, is always going to be painful. Porque el conflicto entre dos personas, especialmente cuando están bien, bien close, cuando están bien juntos, es, es difícil para, para la gente. And so they part ways. Entonces se separan. But they all continue on with the mission. Pero los, todos siguen con, el, con la misión. Barnabas and Mark go back to Cyprus. And Paul takes Silas and goes to Syria and Cilicia. And so this is um, 
this is good to remember that no one here walks away from the Lord. Or from the Lord's work. Um, in the ideal situation, there would not have been the conflict. It may have been better still for Paul and Barnabas to still go with different teams. But we would have liked the circumstances to have been different. But we also need to remember that this is not the end of the story concerning Paul and John Mark. That they are reconciled in the future. In Colossians chapter 4 verse 10 en Colosianos capítulo 4 versículo 10 it says Aristarchus my fellow prisoner greets you with Mark the cousin of Barnabas about whom you have received instructions if he comes to you welcome him porque ahí dice Aristarco quien está en la cárcel conmigo les manda saludos y también los saludos los saluda Marcos el primo de Banorbe Tal como ya se les indició, si Marcos pasa por ahí, hagan que se sienta bienvenido. En 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 11. En 2 Timoteo capítulo 4, versículo 11. Paul says, only Luke is with me. Pablo dice, solo Lucas está conmigo. Get Mark and bring him with you. Trae a Marcos contigo cuando vengas. For he is useful to me for the ministry. Porque me será de ayuda en mi ministerio. In the book of Philemon, Luke calls John Mark a partner in ministry. We also know that John Mark was closely connected to the Apostle Peter. And John Mark wrote one of the four Gospels. The Gospel of Mark which is largely according to Peter's perspective as Peter called John Mark a son in the faith and so this teaches us something important about failure because maybe sometimes we fail and we think that And we think that God can no longer use our lives. Well, look at John Mark. Um, yes, he was humbled by his failure. Uh, but he ended up being uh, a great man of God. And was used powerfully used powerfully by the, by the Lord. Now also consider, if relationships between those who love Jesus are difficult, how much more difficult for those who do not have Jesus? Because when we have a disagreement, but we both love Jesus, we understand what we have in common, 
is greater than what we have not in common. It is greater than our difference. It is greater than the practical issue. And with that come certain parameters. To treat the other person with love. With respect. With kindness. Kindness. Um, all right. With uh, patience. With humility. These are important uh, things to remember that. Go ahead. That the relationship we have with Jesus should even shape how we have our conflicts. It should reduce our conflicts and also shape how we have our conflicts when we do have them. We also see that we all have a flesh that we still struggle with. También podemos ver que todos tenemos una carne con que tenemos conflicto. That we still are burdened that we live in a sinful world. Que todavía tenemos el, el problemas del mundo. Um, the sins of our world are great. Los pecados de este mundo son grandes. And we are affected by them. A nosotros nos afecta esos pecados. We are influenced by them. Tenemos influencia con esos pecados. We also have our own flesh that can still be prideful that does not see everything the way God does that still has to be conformed and changed to be more like Jesus. We need the reconciling power of Jesus alive and active in our lives. We have to keep on walking with the Lord. Let's continue just the first five verses of chapter 16. We'll read it in English and then in Spanish. Then he came to Derby and Lystra, and behold, a certain disciple was there named Timothy, the son of a certain Jewish woman who believed, but his father was Greek. He was well spoken of by the brethren who were at Lystra and Iconium. And Paul wanted to have him go on with him, and he took him and circumcised him because of the Jews who were in that region. For they all knew that his father was Greek. And as they went through the cities, they delivered to them the decrees to keep, which were determined by the apostles and elders at Jerusalem. So the churches were strengthened in the faith and increased in number daily. Vamos a leer. Pablo fue primero a Derbe y luego a Listra, donde había un discípulo joven llamado Timoteo. Su madre era una creyente judía, pero su padre era griego. Los creyentes de Listra y Econio tenían un buen concepto de Timoteo. De modo que Pablo quiso, quiso que él los acompañara en el viaje. Por respeto a los judíos de la región, dispuso que Timoteo se circuncidara antes de salir ya que todos sabían que su padre era griego. Luego fueron de ciudad en ciudad enseñando a los creyentes a que siguieran las decisiones tomadas por, el por los apóstoles y los ancianos de Jerusalén. Así que las iglesias se fortalecían 
en su fe y el número de creyentes crecía cada día. Amen. Amen. Okay, so last week, Entonces, la semana pasada, we looked at this question that was brought to the churches. What does a person have to do to be saved? Because there were certain ones that were coming in whose background was that of the Pharisees. Their heritage. And so they wanted the people to keep the law. The law of Moses. And so they said, if you are not circumcised, then you are not saved. And so this caused a great conflict. So they went to the apostles and elders at Jerusalem. And they taught very clearly that circumcision was not necessary for salvation. That what matters is God's grace and faith. Ephesians chapter 2 verses 8 through 10. It says, for by grace you have been saved through faith. Dice, Dios los salvó por su gracia cuando creyeron. And this, not of yourselves. Y ustedes no tienen ningún mérito en eso. It is the gift of God. Es un regalo de Dios. Not of works, so that no one can boast. La salvación no es un premio por las cosas buenas que hayamos hecho. Así que ninguno de nosotros puede jactarse de, de ser salvo. But even today we have the same problem. Pero aún hoy el mismo we have the same question. La misma How is a person reconciled with God? ¿Cómo es que puede haber una con Dios? How is a person saved? ¿Cómo se puede And I have been told even in this city that if I was not baptized, I would not be saved. I've been told if I wasn't baptized in a particular church, I would not be saved. No podía ser salvo. I was told if I did not have good works, I would not be saved. Si yo no tenía buenas obras, no podía ser salvo. That if I did not speak in tongues, que si yo no hablaba en, en diferentes idiomas, I would not be saved. Diferentes lenguas, no, no podía ser salvo. But what does Jesus say? Pero qué es lo que dice Jesús? Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Jesús dijo, yo soy el camino, la verdad y la vida. No one comes to the Father except through me. Nadie viene al Padre si no es por mí. John 14.6 Jesus is the way. Jesus is the truth. Jesus is the life. John says in, what Jesus says in John chapter 11 verse 25 Jesus said to her I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. The Spirit will live on. 
And how is that person made right with God? Faith in Jesus. That is the simple answer. And it is the true answer. It is Jesus only. It is not Jesus plus other things. Because when we make it plus other things, then our salvation depends on us. Well, you can try to have your salvation depend on God or, or on you, but not both. God is always faithful. God never lies. God always keeps his promises. He is 100% consistent. But you and I are inconsistent. We break our promises. We fail. Now, do you want your salvation dependent on the one who is always faithful? Or on the one who is up and down? So that is salvation. The Word of God tells us that when a person is saved, that that person becomes a new creation. And now we should have new expectations. An expectation to walk with Jesus. An expectation to say that Jesus is King. And I am not King. Jesus is king of my life, Jesus not me. And that I want to do the things that please God. The things that God prepared for us. To walk in them. From Ephesians 2.10. So we see that the faith comes first. Our faith is possible because of the grace of God. So it's really grace. Faith. The result of that is salvation. And then come the good works. And the order is very important. Because I, I meet many people who are trying to work for their salvation. But it will never be enough. It's not the right currency. You ever go to a place and you have currency from one country? And they just look at you and shake their heads. It's no good here. You need to go get this other kind. You have to make an exchange. And so 
There are times when people have to make an exchange. My works are not enough. They cannot be enough. But the work that Jesus did on the cross, it is enough. When Jesus said, it is finished, his work was completed. And it was enough. It's enough for you. It's enough for me. And so Timothy was circumcised. Not for his salvation. But because he did not want to be an obstacle. To the Jewish people who had not believed in Jesus yet. He wanted to be in a position where they would listen to him. The scripture says the love of Christ compels us. Now I want you to I want you to consider how much the love of Christ compelled Timothy. Compelled. That as a grown man, he would go under the pain of circumcision. So that he could preach the gospel to these people. That is the love of Christ. <laughs> that is the compelling love of Christ. And so I want us to remember that and consider that. When in order to share the Jesus with other people, you have to be inconvenienced. You have to go out of your way. It takes time out of your schedule. Or it takes money out of your out of your wallet. And you think to Timothy. And you think about Timothy. And you say, if he is willing to do that, what am I willing to do? Or not willing to do? So that others can hear the good news about Jesus Christ. And what is the result of this sort of sacrifice? What is the result of this sort of love? Verse 5. So the churches were strengthened in the faith and increased in number daily. 
I believe that what Timothy did Yo creo que lo que hizo was a big part of that. Fue una parte muy de eso. Because when you, if you are a follower of Jesus si usted es un de and you see other followers of Jesus make great sacrifices for the faith that increases your faith. Eso le el fe de uno. It, it encourages you to go further. Eso le anima a uno a seguir, ir más. It encourages you to push harder. Eso le, le anima a más duro. It encourages you to pray more. Le anima a orar, a orar más. To strive to be in the presence of God. It encourages you to be more bold in your faith. Because ultimately... It is increasing your love. Eso le cre le le crece el amor. Your love for God. El amor hacia Dios. And your love for people. Y el amor hacia la gente. The love of Christ compels el amor us. De nos and then there was increase in the church. Y había, había crecimiento. In a church like ours today, in a very transient community, where people are naturally coming and going, we're always going to have people coming and going. But yet, we're increasing through that. We increase, we increase when the people come and then they go because ultimately it's not just about our church it's about the Lord's work in our church for the blessing of others And we need to continue to pray that as people come and they go, that they will be faithful to the Lord. We need to be encouraged by them and to encourage them. And we also need to encourage each other. And to keep working here. And to keep being compelled by the love of Christ. Del amor de Because I believe that you walk past people every single day who are hungry to know Jesus para más a Jesús. but just need someone to show them how. Para cómo. Just need someone to take away the misconceptions. They can explain the love of God and the truth of God. With clarity. So that they can understand. And believe. And be saved. And be new creations. That 
ultimately like John Mark become mature disciples who bless others who reach others who help to strengthen the churches so though we have a, a bit of a sad scene it is a small part of the picture it's a small part of the picture of what we see in the, the New Testament and so yes you can look at that one little spot that one blemish in the ministry or you can look at the big picture and see all the blessing and see how God even worked in this negative situation for his good and for his glory so what will you take that's been negative in your past and turn it into a positive and turn it into a blessing for yourself and for others you know the, the problem with, here's the problem with the past when people have had negative things in the past so many times they're burdened by those and they're held down by those things or if they've had a great past they live in their past victories and so on this matter the Apostle Paul has great wisdom for us when he says forgetting the things that are behind and pressing on you know, and upward to the goal that's in Christ Jesus that the past does not have to dictate the future you know John Mark could have just held his you know held his head down in shame and never tried again but then we wouldn't have all the blessing of his life you probably wouldn't have the gospel of Mark to read today but with our defeats from the past we have to be honest about them we aren't told the details about this but out of principle we know that it's true that John Mark had to get down on his knees before God and say Lord I failed you I didn't pass the test forgive me help me to move forward we also know the Apostle Peter was in his life. One who had failed many times. Pretty confident that Peter encouraged him with his own testimony. Hey, I have failed too. You wouldn't believe what Jesus said to me. But 
but yes, there is reconciliation. There is restoration. There is hope. But it's not just a matter of pulling oneself up. It's a matter of humbling oneself before God. To say, Lord, I failed. Forgive me. But I surrender to you. And if you would have to use me again, please give me the strength to be faithful. Because I think at this point, John Mark stops trusting in himself. He was probably all excited about this first trip. You hear the mindset in him, you know, I've got this. No problem. And he's not going to have that pride moving forward. He's going to have humility in his life. That without God's power at work in his life, he can't do it. So this morning you're in one of a couple of, one of let's say three positions. You've been trusting yourself for your salvation. Or trusting in religious works. But not yet just in Jesus. If so, this morning you are invited to the foot of the cross. To lay all your sin down before Jesus. And to be forgiven. And to begin a new life. Walking with Jesus. Perhaps you're here this morning and you failed, but you haven't come to grips with that before the Lord. Yes, you believe in Jesus. Yes, you have you know, salvation in Him. But you have undealt with failure that is hindering your future. Que, que no has aceptado que está afectando su futuro. And you need to trust the Lord. Necesita confiar en, en Dios. You need to surrender to ask forgiveness. Tiene que entregarse y pedir perdón. To be renewed and restored. Para ser nuevo y restaurado. Perhaps in the third place you're doing just great this morning. A lo mejor en, el, en la tercera opción estás haciendo muy bien esta mañana. If so, praise God. Praise God. Don't be prideful. Pride comes before a fall. Be humble before the Lord. Be thankful. Say, Lord, you have brought me to this good place. And I want to stay here in your presence. Don't let me wander no me dejes ir y from your presence, Lord. No, no de su And if I start to, si yo a hacer eso, please stop. Por favor, pare, pare me. Pe, you know, stop me quickly. Pare me 
Stop me quickly. Understanding that it's God's grace and power that has you there. And not just your own strength. So identify this morning where you are. The first place, the second place, the third place. And then do business with God. And maybe that's not the best phrase because because really in the Spanish that helps make it very clear. Because it has that idea of negotiation. But a better word is the surrender. Because we don't negotiate with God. I mean, we try to negotiate with God. Trust me, I have tried to negotiate. Okay. I'll do this and this if you do this and this. But negotiation with God doesn't work. It's a better way is the way of surrender. I surrender to you, God. And for that surrender to, to take place, we are trusting that God is, that God is real, that He is good, that He is, that he is faithful. We are surrendering ourselves to the goodness of God. So wherever you are this morning, surrender more. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your great love for us. That love that sent Jesus to the cross. We pray that that love would compel people to believe in your Son. We pray that the love of Jesus would be active in our lives. And that would compel us to share our lives with others. To share the good news of our Savior. And great King. Fill us with your love. Fill us with your faith. Fill us with your power. In your name, Jesus, we ask it. Amen. Amen.